now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Hey guys, and welcome to the Matt and Des Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I'm your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. And today you guys are in for a treat. We have one of our great friends, Michael Dalton, who serves as a prophet to the nations. He also has a very strong apostolic anointing, travels all over the world, speaking at churches, speaking to governments and also businesses. And he is just full of revelation and wisdom. And he's going to be releasing some keys on this episode today. Indeed, you are in for a treat. On a personal note, Michael Dalton has impacted our lives so greatly, especially in the last few years. And he is, sorry, Matt, no offense, but he is one of my favorite prophets and teachers ever. No, no, no. I love Michael. (laughs) No, he's amazing. I'm just, I'm, I'm really being sincere. I, I love him and, and so honor the gift he is to the body of Christ. And on this episode, Matt had the privilege of interviewing him. And they talk about how prophetic revelation comes to Michael, as well as how we can impact government, education, and business with the prophetic. So enjoy this episode and let's get into it. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview with our good friend, Michael Dalton. Enjoy. And so we're so excited you're joining us. I have my good friend right here, Michael Dalton. And I got to tell you guys what, the first time I met Michael was last year. I believe it was around May. And uh, we uh, we are part of the Mission Church. We had not moved there yet. Some of you guys know our journey to Vacaville. So Michael was actually a guest speaker there for the weekend. We had a day with Michael Dalton. He was doing training for raining. And it was just an amazing, amazing event while we were in the back in the green room and uh, he goes I have a word for you and so he begins to share this word that was such a timely word from God about transition he actually said I see you moving you're not going to move very far but there's a change of address coming and just begin to just really just speak a destiny into our lives and it was such a timely word and uh, really what we needed to hear and so that was kind of my introduction my introduction I'm introducing my introduction to Michael Dalton. And so I am so honored to have him on the show. Michael is a prophet. Uh, he has done uh, consulting and speaking yes. into nations and leaders and governments. And uh, this is actually a little bit what we're going to talk about on this show. It's just how the prophetics affected education, government, uh, just even consulting. And uh, we're really, really excited. So, Michael, this is an honor to have you on Thank the you, show. Thank you. And uh, I am so excited excited about this. We have some questions I'd like to ask you. But first of all, tell us a little bit about who Michael Dalton is and what you do. I am the fifth generation of preachers in my family. And so for all of my life, I've heard the word of God, been around church, raised up in it, born and raised in North Carolina. So come out of the South. And when I was a little boy, all I knew was there was something about God's presence Mm. that I wanted to connect to. Mm. And I saw them sing and I heard them preach and I saw God move and I thought, I want that. I wow. want that. But I didn't wow. know what it would mean. Yeah. And so now, all those years later, I've had 26 years in ministry, 17 in full-time ministry. God's allowed me to speak in 54 different nations. Wow. Um, we have helped raise up 
churches and businesses and schools in lots of places. And so everywhere from wow. Egypt and Kenya all the way down to South Africa, down in Australia and New Zealand, throughout South America and all across America and all across Europe. Wow. And so I'm just thankful to the Lord. It's a privilege to be a servant to God. Come on. Come on, sir. <laughs> So you're a busy man. Yes. You know, if I'd ever stop slacking, I might produce something. I'm trying. I'm trying. And one thing I got to tell you, I love about Michael is he has an amazing sense of humor. Yes. If you ever get to just be around Michael or see him minister, uh, he is a phenomenal communicator. Thank you, sir. And so uh, get ready to laugh some on this show because it's going to be uh, amazing. So, Michael, another question I want to have for you. Uh, our show, we love to share uh, how our guests just how their journey in the prophetic begun. Right. And so I'd like to know, uh, I know I haven't got to hear that myself, mm. and I'm interested in hearing this. How did your journey into the prophetic uh, begin for you, and what did that look like? Oh, wow. Okay. My journey into the prophetic was literally in the middle of the night, my dad worked insurance. And so every night he would go to bed reading his Bible or doing the books. And I got used to, as a young teenager, waking up, my bedroom was across his from the hall, and I would see his light on, walk over, turn his light off. That was normal. My brother or I would walk over, turn off dad's bedroom light. One night I wake up, I'm 15, the light is on in my dad's bedroom. Wow. So I walk over to turn the light off, and as I step into the door, there was no light on. There were three angels in his room. Wow. Two angels were in the air above his bed. One was in full, almost like warrior gear, and he was kneeling on one wow. knee. And three angels in the room, the light from them was so bright, I thought my father's lights were on. I backed up out of the room terrified. Wow. I understand what scripture means when I have seen the angel of the Lord and I think I'm going to die. I took off running downstairs, went into the bathroom, just stayed in the bathroom for a while, and then ran back upstairs as fast as I could got into my bed, pulled the cover over my head, went back to sleep. And in the morning, my father shook me and said, son, it's time to go to school. And I woke up screaming. He said, what's wrong with you? I said, I've seen the angels of God. I'm going to die. I feel every sin in my body. And he said, God is revealing himself to you. What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. I said, I don't know. He said, I'm not going to tell you and I'm not going to lead you. You've got to ask God, because if God has revealed wow. himself, only God can teach you. Wow. He said, so I don't want to mess up your journey. I went to prayer later on that day. And the Lord said, you shall be a prophet for me. You shall go to the nations. You will speak for me. You shall be a mouthpiece for me. I said, Lord, what is a prophet? He said, read the word. Wow. That was my journey into the prophetic. It began there. And from that moment, I would hear the Lord and he would say, whatever I tell you, say it. Wow. And so I would look at someone and he would tell me something. I would say it and they would just be, how did you know? I would meet someone, I'd see a picture over their head, describe the picture. They would go, that's my house. I would tell them, oh, who is this person? I'd call a name, that's my sister. Wow. To me, it wasn't strange because I was still a teenager. Yeah. So the normal for me was hearing God's voice. It wasn't until I'd been in church long enough that other church people said to me, that's strange, that's <laughs> weird. God doesn't talk to people yeah. all the time. Yeah. Son, if you hear God all the time, you're gonna go crazy. Mm. And I thought, well, if you are the advertisement for sanity, let me be insane. <laughs> so. I began to understand his voice yeah, yeah. was normal. Wow. So that's how it began for me. Wow, wow, wow. You know, it's interesting in your story. You said that because uh, we had uh, done a show with a friend, uh, Keith Ferranti from the Mission. Yes, yes. And we just talked recently. I had an encounter in Washington 
with an, an angel, I've never had an encounter like that before where I felt like I'm either having an outer body, mm. uh, outer body experience or I'm about to die. Come on, man. And it had this whole concept of what mm. Lord was gonna pour out on the Northwest yeah, yeah. and how there was a spiritual awakening, there was an angel of awakening assigned to the Northwest to awaken them from slumber. And the Lord said, it's Zechariah 4. And mm. so I looked up Zechariah 4 and exactly started just breaking it down. Mm. And just an amazing encounter. But just when you said that, right, I just went back into that, that just <laughs> that, uh, that moment. You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting. I like to say it this way. You know, it's funny. Back, uh, back in the day, you used to uh, portray angels as these little babies with diapers on. But I like to say it this way. You see an angel, you're the one that's going to need a diaper. Oh, yeah. Why is it that they say fear not? Yes, sir. And so uh, it's just. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So next question I want to ask Michael is um, there's different ways prophetic revelation comes mm. to prophetic ministers and prophets. Yes. I know one of the ways I'm, I'm more of a knower seer. Yes. Uh, how does prophetic revelation come to you? Mm. And what are some keys that you can release uh, to just prepare their hearts or how to receive that revelation? Mm. I think a couple of things. One that's phenomenal is I think, like you said, the knower seer. Um, I call it almost like the deep impression. Mm, I love that. That you have this deep sense on the inside yeah. that you know something. Have you ever left your house and you suddenly realize, man, I left the oven on. Yeah. I left. Okay. That sudden revelation that on the inside you realize something and it catches your full attention. Yep. That to me is often how the Lord will speak to me. Mm. I have a sudden realization That's that I need to pay attention. Wow. And the moment I pay attention, what I'm sensing now gets louder. Wow. And the more I tune in to what I'm picking up, it now becomes clearer and clearer until all the background noise dissipates. That's so good. And now all I've got left, instead of looking through the windshield, it's like looking at a movie screen. Wow. You start looking through a dirty window. You end up looking at a Telemax 3D mm. view. And so the longer you look, the clearer it becomes. That's so good. Then just the hearing. Often he'll just speak to me. Yeah. I don't see anything. I don't. He'll just say to me, that person there, tell them this. Wow. I just hear it as a voice. Wow. And the Lord said to me, I love what he said to um, Moses. Yeah. He said, I speak to Miriam and Aaron through parables and dark sayings, yeah. through riddles. They have yeah. to find out. He said, but you I'll speak to face to face. And I asked the Lord, what does that mean? He said, because Moses stepped into my presence on a regular basis and stayed there, it became face to face. Mm. It wasn't because so he decided good. that Moses was more special. The other two didn't have a lifestyle of face to face. Wow. Moses created face to face. I'll walk in and be with you. I'll go up to the mountain and be with you. I will not go unless you go with me. Wow. So the more we go after him face to face, the more he'll just talk to us face to face until pretty soon the dreams, so the good. visions all just become face to face. Wow. <laughs> so, so good. Wow. Wow. I want to go into this topic. I know we, I was going to wait for the question, but I, I just can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, uh, we, we've been talking off camera and just, yes, uh, just some amazing conversations. I almost wish we got the whole conversation on camera. It would have been good. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, just one of the graces and the areas that you are really seeing the prophetic transform the world around you is in government, education, yes, yes. business. Can you kind of tell us your journey, how that happened? And then also, what do you foresee in uh, the prophetic being released into these realms? Mm. And how can uh, people in the church, 
people who are, uh, you know, have that same grace to, you know, maybe be consulting uh, modern day Daniels and Josephs. Yes. Yes. Um, what is that? What do you foresee that looking like? Kind of like prepare their hearts for that. Mm. I think one of the things that I love the most is in the kingdom with a kingdom mindset, no part of the world is disconnected from us. So good. So in the church, Mic drop. in the church, we're continually trying to get people to bring us money, mm. bring us resources, bring us people, bring so bodies good. into the church. That's church thinking in the kingdom. We take over communities and territories and they fall under the authority of the kingdom just by us entering into it. So one is the idea of dominion. Yeah and territory, which is what he said to Adam, yep. which is what he told the disciples, go out and make disciples, yep. go out and take over territory. You do that not through the church. The mm -hmm. church is where I am comforted, challenged and corrected. The world is where I dominate, exercise authority wow. and release presence. Wow. So we've been doing it in reverse. Wow. God says, I've made you to go into the world. Why? Because the world will never know me unless they know you. Yep. So business is the greatest opportunity. Everyone God called first were businessmen. He looked for no priest. Yeah. He looked for businessmen. Abraham. Abraham. Yep. So the business mindset is the mindset God needs. Why? Because you already understand authority. You already understand exchange, which is what faith really is. So you're already practicing exchange. You already understand value, which is what you'll then walk in in the kingdom. We call it honor. You already understand employees, which is what you're going to become if you become a shepherd. Wow. You're raising up people who are going to produce yeah. their own wealth and mindset and take over. Wow. And they have ownership. An employee is supposed to be someone who takes ownership in a company. A sheep so is someone good. who takes ownership in a field. So good. So the marketplace is where we build apostles. <laughs> apostles are built in business. Wow. Revealed in the church, but built in business. Wow. So we've been trying to build them in the church and then reveal them in the world. That's the reverse. God built Moses in Egypt. He wow. built Joseph in this a prison. Is so good. He built Daniel in Babylon. God builds world leaders in the system he immerses them in. But as long as their spirit stays connected to proper character. So the Lord said to me, if you want to take over territories, you've got to get involved, engaged and active. Become wow. part of what you're trying to change. Wow. Be in the world. Change it yep. without acting like it. Wow. And so for me, that's what the greatest key is to recognize that the nine gifts of the spirit yep. have their greatest function outside the four walls of the church. Yep. So the Lord began to say to me, let the nine gifts that are active in the body begin to move when you're in business. Wow. So don't sign a contract until you sit and say, Lord, is there something that the Holy Ghost needs to discern yeah. at this moment? Is there a word of knowledge I need about this person or this yeah. company? Is there a gift of healing? Because now we're healing yep. and seeing healing hit people. But what if the Lord wants to heal your business? What if the Lord suddenly shows up with a working of miracles and gives you one contract that pays for the next 10 years? Yep. That's the working of miracles. Sure what if the gift of faith hits and you suddenly take over an office building that you don't have the money for? Yeah. It's gift of faith. So working the nine gifts outside the four walls, advancing the kingdom. Wow. And when the Lord began to show me that, he even said to me, and, and I'll, I'll stop with this because I'm getting, I'm getting stirred. No, keep it coming because it's good. <laughs> well, to imagine the Lord gave me this phrase. He said, apostles are CEOs. Wow. Prophets are chief communications officers. Oh, wow. The CCO. Yeah. He said the pastors are the division managers. Evangelists are your media advance team. Wow. And the teachers 
<laughs> are the instructors that prepare everyone who comes into the this company. Is so good. If we think that way, then we recognize that God is the original founder who sits on the board waiting for us to produce a return. Yeah. So he gave it to us. He's saying to yep. produce. So God's mindset and model was business, yeah. kingdom and government. Yeah. Everything God does, he does in government. Everything. Yeah. He shows us a government. We even yep. see three governments. Yep. Man has a government. The enemy has a government. Yep. God has a government. Wow. If we don't operate with government mentality and government invasion, we cannot have government access. That's so good. So I believe the reason we have not been able to shift governments and we're cursing those who make the laws and we're picketing those who are in the trouble and we're yelling at those who are suffering from it is because we've never understood how to take it over. You don't take it over by yelling at it. You take it over by understanding it. Yep. Entering into the process. Well, the only way to do that is to become Daniels. Yep. And we become Daniels by what's your gift? Communication. So we need good communicators. Yep. Then we need those who understand. So you must become a student of all things not just Bible, of all things. Everything in your society, you have to know it better than the ones who wrote it. Mm. Because when you show up, you have to be able, like the Pharaoh and the king said, all my magicians could give me no answer. Yes. What do you have to say? Yes. You have become a student of the process. Now you're a teacher of kings. Yep. So we teach society by learning the system better than they do. Wow. That's what I believe where our call is right now. That is so, so good. You know, one of the things in that that I, I, I know that it's kind of for me and, mm-hmm. I, and I really have seen you just, it's almost like a, uh, when you speak, it's like a life message. You can mm-hmm. just feel it, fill the room. Yes. Is um, you've made this statement that when the moment of destiny comes and you get into the room, mm-hmm. you have to be fully convinced yes. that you belong there. Yes. Identity. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because oh. I know part of that, part of us, you know, transforming cultures, bringing the kingdom, transforming business, government, we have to be fully convinced of who yes, God sir. says we are. What does that look like? Mm. And how does God form that? Growing up in the South, we had a great saying. If a cat has kittens in an oven, it don't make them biscuits. <laughs> You don't put butter on the cat. A lot of people have been convinced that just because we're talking kingdom inside of a place that I am going to become a kingdom minded ruler and reigner Mm. and then walk out that model. Just because you got born again into a church does not then mean God's going to trust you with the capacity to rule and reign outside of the church. Wow. You've got to transition from thinking that being born in a location is the same as living with authority. So you have to now become convinced. So first you've got to retrain your brain. Yeah. And it begins by recognizing that most of us have religious paradigms as our thought process. That's good. So we've been convinced that we're still just sinners saved by grace. I'm fully broken, just wounded, bleeding all over the place. And I'm just hoping one day God has enough mercy yep. on me to let me into heaven. Instead of recognizing that Jesus took off his royalty, wrapped himself in you, named you his name, breathed into you, sent the Holy Ghost to make sure you are equipped daily, commanded angels to surround you, gave you scripture that cannot return to him void, (laughs) commanded your enemies to yield in front of you because he's going to throw a party when your last enemy shows up. So God has already commanded everything in creation to serve your purpose. The only person who doesn't believe in you is you. 
So the enemy's warfare is to convince us that when the opportunity comes, I don't deserve to be here. Mm. So three things you cannot say about yourself if you're going to be a ruler and a reigner. Number one, you can never say again, I'm not worthy. That is not biblical language. That is the language of people who are trying to figure out why in the world God still loves them. Come on. And God's purpose for loving us is in and of himself. It is his son who determined our value. Wow. So to say you don't deserve what God gave you is to call God an idiot. So God said from heaven, your value is what I paid for you. Come on. If I pay a hundred dollars for a snow cone, it's worth a hundred dollars. Yeah. Even if somebody else buys it for two. Yep. The value is what I gave for it. So God says your value to me is the death of my son which means you can never again say you're not worth it or unworthy. Unworthy means I'm not worth it, which means you told God he was dumb to pay that much. So the value is what was paid. So never again say you're unworthy. Again, never again say you're not prepared because your process is your preparation. (laughs) If you're in the room, you're prepped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you survive long enough to get here, you're prepared. Just showing up to the battle means you're ready. Yep. David didn't prepare for Goliath. He just lived. That's good. I killed what came in front of me, yep. not knowing you were on the way. But what I survived has made yeah. me ready for yeah. what I'm facing. Yeah. So have faith in your journey. That's so good. That your journey has prepared you. And number three, do not compare yourself with anybody else in the room. Mm. Comparing yourself with one another, ye are unwise. Yep. We compare ourselves with those who are in the room when we get there and we then disqualify that. ourselves. So, yep. so we look at everybody else's talent, we look at their ability, we look at their skill set, and we go, oh, I can't speak like him. I can't move like yep. her. I don't have as much money as they do. But God didn't need you to. He knew your victory had to be predicated upon your faith in him. So he gave you less than they had so that you would have greater faith than they Come do on. so that you can produce more than they dreamed. Come on. So God said, I held you into a small place so that you could do big things. So if we're going to invade, you've got to be convinced. The Lord said to me, and I'll never forget this, one of the greatest opportunities he gave me. I ended up being in a room with some leaders in another nation, one of the places we were doing consulting work. I get brought into this room and I'm there with judges and lawyers and writers of law. And I'm sitting in this room thinking, I have no reason to be here. And the Lord said to me, don't open your mouth and disqualify yourself. Wow. The fact that you're here is your qualification. Wow. If you open your mouth, you'll shut the door I opened. Most of us, because we're not convinced of who we are, we get in the room and we start talking. Yep. And we act shocked that we're included. Yep. Never be shocked that you're in the room. Yep. Be ready. Wow. So much just to unpack with that, right? That is so, so good. You know, just even what you were just sharing right now, I mean, it, it is so true how so many times we disqualify us. Yeah. When God is just saying, I got you in there because I believe you're qualified. Absolutely. You're the man for this job. And uh, I think last year I heard you say something that was just has stuck with me is that if you do not believe that you belong in the room, mm then fear will be the loudest voice you hear and it will cut you off the voice of heaven. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just drop the mic. If you do not understand who you are, fear will always become the voice. (laughs) And once fear starts talking, intimidation becomes your reality. 
You sit quiet, you close off wow. your ideas, you kill your own creativity, you swallow your own suggestions, you throw away your own identity, and you're wow. sitting in the room as the answer they prayed for. Wow. You've got the dream they're waiting for. You've got the script yeah. that they're gonna live by. Yep. And you swallowed it up and let it die yeah. inside of you because yeah. something in your yep. ear said, you know you don't belong. So here. good. And there's no one who can say you don't belong. Why? Because the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So if he owns it and he brought you in the room, he brought you there to do something for him. <laughs> so the fact that you're there means he brought yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just be who he called you to be. The, one of the great keys, don't change identity midstream. Mm, that's a good word. Being who you were called to be is why God opened the door. What happens to a lot of us when we get into business or government, ruling places, God has opened the door, you walk in the room and now suddenly you change and become who you think they'll receive. Yes. But they didn't open the door, God opened the door. So God opened the door for the person he made. That's so good. Now you made that person into someone else and the Lord goes, now I gotta let the door slam around you because you threw away the one who was fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow. So that you could be fearful and wonder. Mm. Mm -mm. Wow, 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 wow. Yes, sir. One of the things we love to uh, ask our guests mm. is could you share maybe one testimony that sticks, that sticks out, one testimony, one story, uh, maybe two, of just some powerful encounters that you had with the prophetic and how it transformed the world around you, transformed mm. people's lives. Oh, just yes. some, uh, just a, a story that sticks out. I was in Colombia. I just finished ministering and it was a group of pastors and churches that had come together. And right over in the crowd on this side, there was a woman sitting. I saw a black cloud oh, wow. literally form and it was sitting over her chest and her belly. Wow. A black cloud, dark, and it just looked mm. like dark smoke. I look at her and I said, I see a black cloud over your belly. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, it's cancer. Wow. I said, the Lord is pulling cancer out of you right now. Wow. And the Lord says, from the back of your spine all the way through your stomach, cancer. I saw these tendrils. I said, God's yeah. pulling all of it out. All of a sudden, she screamed, shot in the air, hit the floor. She's going back and forth on the floor. The Lord says, get up, you're healed. She wow. jumps up, she starts praising God. No pain in her body. They had lived up in the jungle. They came 11 hours on a motorcycle. Wow. She had been sent home to die. She was on the back of the motorcycle and her husband is there and he testified. He said, she screamed for 11 hours in my ear in pain. Every bump I hit, she screamed because she was in total agony. And he kept saying, do you want to go home? Wow. She said, no. Wow. She said, the Lord has told me if I can trust him, he'll meet me there. Wow. So in pain for 11 hours, they get mm -hmm. there. She sits in the meeting dying. And at the close of the meeting, the Lord shows me the cloud. God heals her. Now she goes home. Wow. She's healed for about six months. Six months later, she feels a pain here and the devil says to her, the cancer's back. Wow. So whatever voice you agree with becomes your new reality. She begins to let the fear roll around in her brain. Now, the cancer comes back. She goes back to the doctor and the doctor says, yeah, you're full of cancer. And the doctor said, I told you you weren't healed. Wow. It was just remission. Wow. She has a little boy. Her little boy says, mom, the man of God said you were healed. She said, son, you don't understand. Because he kept saying, mom, you're healed. The man of God said you're healed. She sent him off to camp for that weekend while she was making the, her funeral plans. Wow. She had paid for a plot. She had 
called them together. She's writing out what she wants to do. She's telling her husband what to do. The husband and she are in agreement. They're making her death plans. The boy is off at camp. While he's at camp for three days, he wouldn't eat. Wow. The teachers kept trying to get him to eat. He wouldn't eat. Finally, a teacher said on the second morning, you have to eat. Why won't you eat? He said, I heard something about fasting and praying. And my mama doesn't have faith, but I'm not going to let go of what that man said. Wow. My mama's healed. Mm. The end of three days, he refused to eat. He goes back home. He walks in. She's laying on the couch in pain, ready to die. They had told her she had about a week left. The little boy walks in wow. and says, mom, mom. Wow. Didn't the man of God say you were healed? She said, yes, but he said, no, but he took his hand and smacked his mom in the head in Jesus name. I believe even if you don't, when he hit his mom in the head, she said she felt electricity explode through her body. The cancer left immediately. That's been six Come years on, ago. She now travels all over Columbia preaching wow. and doing healing meetings. <laughs> because if anybody will agree with the prophetic yes. word, it produces. Yep. My life is predicated on one thing. Yes. God cannot lie. Wow. He cannot lie. If he says mm. it, if he can find somebody to believe, wow. he will produce what he said. He will wow. produce it. And so. um, my last question, it's just something I've noticed uh, in the prophetic movement right mm. now. You know, um, especially with, I would consider, you know, uh, a younger generation, yeah, yeah. you know, is that, you know, um, I really do feel like there is a call back to the word. Yes. There is something about our foundation, the prophetic being connected to the word. Mm. Um, I know uh, just being around you, just the small time I've been around you, you're a wordsmith. Yes. I was raised by wordsmith. That was my foundation for the prophetic. Yes. You know, I, I love the spirit of revelation that just rests on you. Um, what would you say to a younger generation right now that is being trained in the prophetic mm. and just uh, what encouragement would you give them as far as just, uh, you know, their, their grounding in the word mm. or how did the word, you know, really was a foundation for you? Because I, I, I just when you speak, you just have that word gift. Bless you, sir. And Bless you can you. see the foundation. And I think that has been one of the things I've been dialoguing with some of my friends and just, uh, you know, some conversations I've been in and just understanding like, you know, there is a calling back to the Word right now. Yes, yes, there must be. When I first uh, gave my life to the Lord, first got radically transformed, the Lord began to speak to me and my aunt, my aunt was raised under A.A. Allen. Oh, wow. She wow. went to Miracle Valley. She was there. She sang in the choir. She was. She wow. saw the miracles firsthand. She was under the power of God. She is a radical woman for God, and she's the one who taught me how to pray. Wow. And when I first said to her, the Lord has spoken to me, she grabbed me and sat me down. She gave me a Bible. She said, every day when you come home from school, remember, I was just 16 in high school. When you come home from school, read your Bible. She said, don't listen to Christian TV. Don't turn on the radio. All that was good. It wasn't negative. She said, don't get used to someone else interpreting God for you. She said, find him in the word, find him in every book, find him in every chapter, find him in the word. She said, the Bible is the window. And if you open the window, he will look at you from his own word. Come on. She said, find him in the word. She said, and when you find something you don't understand, ask us. Wow. And we will walk you through it. She said, so but do not let everyone else determine your view of yep. the word. Yep. So for me, as a teenager, I got reading 
the acts yeah. and the works of Jesus. Yep. So that became normal. So I would go and say, are we going to do this? What, are we going to see this? And when people would go, well, you know, God doesn't heal everything. But that's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. Well, you know, some people are blessed more than others. That's yeah. not in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, some folks have this. That's not it. So for me, I began as a teenager because of the word. Wow. My father had to tell me sometimes wow, to wow, wow. calm it down. Not my love for God, but I would be in church. My father's a phenomenal preacher. And people would talk and I would literally sit up and go, that's a lie. That's that's a lie. That's not what the Bible says. That's a lie. And my dad would say, son, son understand it and believe wow. it but don't just yell at folk in church and call them liars wow so i had to be gracious <laughs> but i never let go of the fact if it doesn't line up with scripture it's come a on. lie come on now for a prophet for prophetic people yep your understanding of revelation will only be as deep as your understanding of the word mm. which is why often we have misinterpreted revelation yep. we have people who get dreams and visions and yep. they don't fully understand them because we're interpreting it based on somebody else's criteria so of what it meant. So good. And that's a outline, but it's not the fullness. The fullness is the word in you sifts out everything that's unnecessary. Yeah. So that what remains makes sense so that you understand that what that dream with the horse running through water meant from the word as you've been reading it is that horse is about, OK, it's Jesus moving towards you. But for someone else, it's about strength being returned for someone else. It's about the army of God. So it's good. whatever scripture has been dug into you yeah. through your study. That's what God is using to filter out the revelation. Yeah. But if you have nothing in you, then you'll always interpret it through your soul. So you'll respond with excitement, wow. but never with excellence. Wow, that's You'll so respond good. with movement, but never with might. Yeah. And so to have a generation that's powerful, we have to get them back into the word yep. and not legally to memorize it all. Yeah. But lovingly Come on. study him. And I tell people all the time, we've got young people here who have fallen in love with the word for this one reason. I say to them, tell me at the end of the week, where'd you find Jesus? Where'd you find him? And someone will say, I found him in the Song of Solomon. I saw him walking among the lilies. Another one will say, I found him in the story of Joseph with the coat of many mm. colors. Another one will say, I found him. What, is he like the ancient of days that stood up? Yes, that's referring to, they find him. So good. If you find him, then you found yourself. Wow. For your life is hid in Christ. Mm. You'll never be disconnected if you find him in the book. And the last piece is this, a spirit of error a spirit, a familiar spirit. Yeah. The prophetic is not only the revelation of Jesus, but it is also the discerning of truth. Yeah. So whenever something is not truthful, it is the job of the prophetic to discern it and then make sure it can't take root in the hearts That's and the house so of good. God. The only way to know what's true and not true yeah. is the word. Mm. It discerns between joint and marrow. Yeah. soul and spirit rightly dividing so the word of God in you causes you to immediately know that's not true that's good that's true I was in a meeting and then I'll, I'll stop with this but I was in a meeting a prophetic gathering a woman of God stood up great lady great lady great lady she started prophesying and she's prophesying and the first five prophecies phenomenal I'm sitting there going that's so good she goes to give the last one and the anointing lifts huh the Holy Spirit says to me, that's not me. I said, wow. what do you mean it's not you? He said, that's not me. Now I'm watching. This is just how I've always seen. And I see 
a spirit beside her and he's tugging on her. Wow. He tugs like this. Now, what was amazing while she's prophesying from the spirit of God, she's just standing straight prophesying. Wow. All of a sudden she did like this and leaned. And every time she leaned, it was this spirit talking to her. Wow. I said, Lord, how is that possible? He said, it's because now she's trying to prove to the room she's got something. Mm. Pride. Wow. And the pride that hit her that caused so her to say some stuff that wasn't the Lord. Yeah. Now, still a prophet, still loves yeah. the Lord, still powerful. Yep. But because she wasn't fully mentored yeah. somewhere, her ear was open because she didn't let the word to get in between joint and marrow. The word lets the prophet know there's pride in there. Get rid of that. That's good. The word lets you know, wait a minute, you're pushing for position more than my presence. Let that go. The word tells you, wait a minute, before you go do wow. that, go bless your enemy. Yeah. The word works in us yep. so that the gift doesn't become more important yep. than the mission. Yep. So good. So yes, good. Sir. Well, that's so, we, we can keep going. We have to have you on another show, Michael. Yes, I just, sir. oh, thank yes, you so sir. much. Michael Dalton, you guys, make sure you follow him on social media, Facebook. Uh, Michael, you guys have a conference coming out. You going to share yes, a little bit about that real quick? Oh, absolutely. May 4th, 5th, and 6th, right here in the desert, the Palm Springs area, we have Love Arise 6. Six Come years on. we've been doing it. Wow. We call it Love Arise because I had a vision. And in the vision, I saw Jesus standing above cities and he was gathering them in. Mm -hmm. And he said, my love will break the back of what's holding them hostage. Wow. And so he told us, produce an atmosphere of love, creativity, and power. Wow. So what we've been doing is always, we have a different theme, but every time it's the thick presence of God. So we have worship teams that come together and starting Friday night, we saturate the place with worship, wow. encounters of worship, wow. going after God. You're gonna get wrecked, you're gonna get blasted. Then this Friday, what we're doing is we're focusing this year, it's called Love Arise, A Family Affair. Mm -hmm. So we're focusing on how to produce relationships that unlock destiny. Come on. So Friday night, we're going to talk about breaking cycles and patterns wow. that you've picked up in your family that are now hindering ministry and so life good. so that you can understand that it's wow. not because the enemy is so great. Yep. You're just doing what you've always done. Wow. So let's break those patterns. Then Saturday morning, we're going into some of the greatest soaking worship you've ever had, blasting the place. Last year, two years ago, we had a lady who came in. She was running around in one of the meetings. The Lord said, have the whole place run. We're running around the building. A tall man is running behind her and he says to her, you're going to be healed today. She had these tumors, problems oh, in her wow. stomach. The tumors left her as she's running. She, she hadn't been to our church before. She goes home to tell her brother, this tall man hits me as I'm running. He's got <laughs> cancer. He was in the hospital with cancer. He gets healed as she's sharing the testimony. Wow. The tall man was an angel. Oh, wow. He was dressed in white, tall man running behind her said, you'll be, when she looked back, he had disappeared. We've had encounters like this going on. We've had wow. people who were outside and they couldn't come in the building. This happened this past Wednesday. A few girls came straight out of rehab, got into the church. The preaching was going on. They ran outside shaking. They said, we can't enter. There's something in us that is trying to get out when we're in the building. So we brought them in, led them all to the Lord. They got baptized wow. in water on Sunday. On. Their lives transformed. There is a raw presence of God that we're asking God to wreck people. So this whole conference is about seeing how on Saturday, it's going to be about healing marriages. We're starting off Come the on. daytime, a great marriage couples um, who's going to minister about healing your family, wow. building altars in your house, wow. how to produce miracles at home. And then wow. Saturday night, 
Last piece, every woman out there that you have a call of God, the Lord told us, loose Caleb's daughters. Saturday night is we've got a group of women who are speaking. Then all the men of God in ministry, we're going to walk up, lay hands on every woman in the place and speak a father's blessing, wow. release grace, impartation, because the Lord said this is the year where women retake their destiny. Wow. And then Sunday is going to be miracle day. Sunday morning, Sunday night, if you need a miracle, be in the house. God wow. said to pray for everyone, sick, disease, whatever it is. May 4th, 5th, and 6th, Desert Christian Community Church right here. Hit me on Facebook. Yep. Uh, you go to Michael Dalton or look up Yes Ministries. You'll find me there. You can go to Desert Christian Community Church. Find us there or Yes-Ministries. That's our website, Yes-Ministries. And it's got material on there for free. We have 30 hours of material for free where you can hear teaching on kingdom, yeah. understanding business and government, yeah. stuff about the prophetic. The Lord said to me, put it out there for free. Wow. It's time that the church eats and becomes fully who they're called to wow. be. So God will bless us financially. We just need you to become who you're called yeah. to be. And then you guys do a Facebook week, a weekly Facebook yes. live. That's on, what, what, what day is that on? Uh, every Wednesday at 7.30, we okay. come on live. Um, 7 p.m. here in the house, we start worship. But at 7.30 live on Facebook, Michael Dalton or Yes Ministries. Connect to us, you'll be blessed. Perfect, perfect. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.